Okay, I am here today to share with you the fantastic news that it officially happened. Yes, I actually sat down and interviewed my friend and mentor, Amy Porterfield. And I feel like it was one of those like just vision board moments that I had been dreaming about for a long time. Now, if you've followed along here on the podcast, you know that I've had conversations with Amy. I've done coaching calls with Amy. I've shared little clips here and there of my different online experiences of chatting with my mentor, but this was totally different. This was the first full-blown podcast interview where I was the one that got to set the whole agenda and ask all of the questions that I know you are wanting to know about creating a digital course. Is it right for you? And just, we just had so much fun. And honestly, I I gotta tell you, I have been watching her journey and following her for a long time. And I asked questions in this interview that I hadn't heard her answer anywhere else. There's one in particular that I'm still like giddy about that I asked her and she totally didn't shut down (laughs) because I was like, oh no, like we didn't plan for this one. It was just, it was so good and I hope that you enjoy it. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? I realized I was just going on and on about... Amy and how like I was just totally fangirling over just the interview I had with her that I looked over the fact that maybe you don't know who she is. Maybe you're brand new to the podcast space, you're brand new to the online business space, and you're like, I've never heard of Amy Porterfields. That's okay, because after today's interview, you're going to have a great sense of who she is and just really honestly, why I love her so much and why I believe that she is just such a valued voice in the online business space. But let me tell you a little bit about who she is, and then we will dive into today's interview. So Amy Porterfield is the host of the top-rated online marketing made easy podcast. You absolutely have to go check it out. It's literally where I learned so many of the fundamentals of having an online business and what that could look like. She has founded so many different programs that help successful entrepreneurs take their idea and turn it into a digital course like Digital Course Academy. Shout out, like this is something that I'm really excited about. Doors open September 21st, 2021. But like just mark your calendars now because it's going to be epic. Epic, epic, epic. She also has List Builder Society, Systems at Scale, and other programs such as her Momentum Membership, where she supports online entrepreneurs. So 
like I said, I could just go on and on and fangirl about her, but I want you to get so many awesome takeaways from today's conversation. So here's my interview with Amy Porterfield. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited because I have a very special guest with me today. It's my mentor, Amy Porterfield. Welcome to the show, Amy. Well, this is so much fun. We've talked so much and we've connected so much online. To be on your podcast, I'm like all about this. So thanks for having me. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. And I have all the questions because (laughs) 80 to 90% of our audience already knows who you are. They likely listen to your podcast, follow you on Instagram, and they're probably on your email list. But for those of you who aren't familiar, they're like, Amy Porterfield, I need to know this person, but who is she? Can you kind of give us like, you know, in a few sentences, who you are and what it is that you do? Yes. So I live in Nashville. I just moved from California and I live in Nashville with my husband, Hobie and my dog scout. And I have a stepson, Cade, who's 19 and in college in California. And I teach entrepreneurs how to take their knowledge and know-how and skill set and turn that into a profitable digital course that they can launch over and over and over again. So that's what I do. That's awesome. Oh, and you did that so beautiful. So concise. It's like you've done this a time or two. I might have said it a few times before. <laughs> well, I, you know, I have followed you for a few years, Amy, and I know your story really well, but for someone that isn't familiar, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Because whenever you first got started in the online space, you were doing a lot of the things that you do today for other companies. Yeah. So what was that transition like as you moved from doing the things with digital education and online courses, moving from someone else's platform to your own. Yeah, it was actually a really scary leap. So I started in corporate, thought I'd always be a corporate girl moving up the corporate ladder. And then I realized I had this entrepreneurial bug in me, like I, I had to figure it out. And so I moved from corporate into doing social media for small businesses and working on their content for their businesses. And I did that for a good two years before I ever figured out how to get my own digital course out into the world. And although I wouldn't change it for the world, I learned so much and I was able to really refine how I might want to create a course, how I want to create content. I think that I stayed in that space longer than I needed to. I was scared to fully go out on my own and put myself out there. It's one thing when you work with clients one-on-one and help them do their thing. But when you do your thing or you put your course out there, you put your podcast out there, it's scary. It's like everyone's staring at you and you're not sure if you want them to stare at you yet or not. And so it was a big leap of faith for sure. I had zero confidence, but I had enough courage to do it. And I wanted it. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to create digital courses so I could have more freedom in my life and not have to answer to anybody. And so that's essentially why I made that big move. So I I love hearing like the behind the scenes. So I want to know, like, as you're making that decision, was this just a gut feeling? Did you also have, you know, your closest friends and family telling like, Oh, we're so supportive. This is the right move for you. Like, what was that actual decision like? So definitely I, I had support from my husband and my, my immediate family, but I didn't talk about it a lot because I was nervous. And I actually thought people would say like, what do you mean you're going to do your own digital courses or create your own online business in that way? Like, what are you talking about? I was afraid that they would say like, you can't do that. that that's not what you do. And so 
you know, I, when I teach my students now, I always say like, tell the people you need to tell to get the support that you need, but hold it close to your chest with sharing it from people that are just going to say like, that's crazy. Or are you sure you want to do that? Cause all their insecurities are going to be put into yours. And so that's just about them. So be careful who you tell and tell the people that you need to tell so that they'll support you. And that's exactly what I did. But yeah, no one ever told me you'd be a great entrepreneur or no one ever said like, you should go out on your own. No one said that. Not even my husband. There's security in either a nine to five job or working for clients that, 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 uh, revenue is going to come in way more than going out on your own. But the freedom of going out on your own far surpasses all the risks that you need to take to get there. Oh, that's so good. I think that that was a gift that you just gave someone, you know, letting them know, like, it's great to have people in your corner, but also kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like if you feel it in your gut, that that is like, this is the moment for you to take your leap. Like, by all means, like test it out, go. And, you know, I just, I love how far that the online spaces come and I've only been doing this for a few years. So tell me what year was it whenever you took that leap and you said, I'm just going to go all in. So in 2009, I left my corporate job. And then for two years, I did social media for other people. And I was a coach slash consultant service-based business. I kind of did it all. And then two years after that, I took the leap, fired all my clients. I didn't want to do any more one-on-one work. I had just hit the ceiling that I knew I could only take that so far. And so two years after that, I went all in with digital courses. Okay. This is great. So things have probably changed a little bit since you first, since you first got started. What's like the one thing that you're like, Oh, if y'all only knew how easy this is today as it was back in the day, like, is there something that comes to mind? This is that thing. Like I walked uphill both ways to school. (laughs) If you only knew how hard it was. And so two things have drastically changed. Number one, there were hardly any women in this space when I started. I mean, it was hard pressed to find a woman that was making really great money as an online entrepreneur. Today, you look around and you see so many, and that is amazing, and I support it, and that's who I serve, so I absolutely love seeing that. And then the second thing that was really hard back then that was not as hard now is the technology. So even like putting up a website or an opt-in page or a webinar thank you page or even to run a webinar, that stuff was hard and complicated and you needed a programmer and somebody to help you with code and all that stuff. It just wasn't as um, user-friendly as it is now. And so I just, I tell my students, like, I promise you, you watch that tutorial, you can do it on your own. You don't have to pay a bunch of money to have someone do it for you. And also a little bit different now than then is um, people are looking for more authenticity now, more real photos, um, not so much flashy marketing, that things were a little bit more polished, kind of cheesy back then with the yellow arrows and kind of in-your-face marketing, but it was more polished. Now you don't have to do that, and that's a blessing as well. Oh, my gosh. I love I love hearing the, the, war, so the war stories. <laughs> it's a great question. Oh, well, you know, it's just, like I said, I've only been doing, you know, the things that I'm doing with my podcast and my courses since 2018. And it also feels like, I feel like, I mean, people, somebody the other day sent me a message and they said, a podcasting legend such as yourself. And I just was like looking around, like, (laughs) who are you talking about? What are you? But at the same time, like, it's so crazy how quickly that 
everything moves in the online space, like what can happen in six months. And I just feel so blessed to be part of this. And actually, if y'all haven't listened to it, I shared last year, the interview that I did with Amy, you know, was part of like, you are actually, I'm just going to brag on you for a second because I have to say, thank you so much because you helped me. I don't know if you remember this conversation back in 2019, I was part of your B school bonus experience. And I remember having this, you know, one-on-one coaching hot seat. And you were like, you need to put your stake in the ground and go all in on podcasting. (laughs) Yes, I do remember. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot that conversation. And here's what I loved most about it. You were so open. You were so coachable. You're like, you weren't like, no, 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 that's not what I want to do. You like kind of received it and let, you weren't sure what you're going to do, but you kind of let it sit sit with it. And I love that about you. That's why you're so successful today because you're open to opportunities and changing and pivoting when you need to. So, oh my gosh, I almost forgot that. No, it was like, I think back to that. And I mean, it's really like that pivotal, you know, people are like, when's the moment? I'm like, the moment was when Amy was like, you got to do this. And I'm like, okay, like, are you sure? Like, is this really going to make sense? But now I look back and I'm like, I wouldn't change anything about the journey that I've been on because it's brought me to right here, you know, talking about, having an online business and creating a message with using a podcast, because this is what you have done so well in your business. So I want to switch gears real fast for anybody that has never heard of your show. You have online marketing made easy. And I just want to ask a really simple question. How much of a role does your podcast play into your business? You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Huge, huge role. I wouldn't be where I am today in my business without my podcast. One of the best decisions I made back in 2013, I started this podcast and it is it is the place that one, people find me the most. Uh, probably... Uh, tying closely with Facebook ads because I use a lot of Facebook advertising. But beyond that, organically, it's where number one place that people find me and get into my world. And they can do so with so much free content and get to know my personality and how I teach. It's like the perfect place to start in my world. And I think that's true for every podcast. And another thing is that I get to talk about my own courses, my own freebies, my platform, so that I can promote a course or a freebie anytime I want to an audience that's way bigger than I ever would have had if I was just growing, let's say, my email list, which I think is so very important. So the scope of that podcast, being able to reach an audience I never would have had access to before is business changing. So I think everybody should have a podcast. I'm biased, but I'm sure you feel the same way, passionate about podcasts. They're business changing. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And this is why I always love it when you put out anything that's like, you should start a podcast. And I'm like, see, I don't even have to say it. Amy's saying it for me. Like she's doing my job for me because she knows the power of it. And I'm just like, look, like this is, it's so incredible. I have learned I just can't even tell you how many incredible stories I've heard on your podcast, how many hard conversations that needed to happen that just were very open and honest and, you know, the struggles that you've had in your business. And I just, I appreciate it so much, but I know that there's a lot of people listening saying, well, that's fine and great. Y'all have had podcasts for years now and you know what you're doing, but I'm just getting started and I'm still trying to figure out my audience. What piece of advice would you give? Did you ever go through any of that when you were just getting started with your show or did you know this is exactly who I'm talking to and these are the people I'm trying to reach? I did not know. And I don't think anybody really knows from the get-go. And if you do, you're like a unicorn. Meaning I think we have some idea of who we want to serve. And the best thing you could do is start serving them, start creating content for them, start putting out there, put yourself out there for them. And you will learn from feedback and or lack of feedback if you are on the mark or not. And typically you're close, but probably need to tweak something about it. So here's an example. When I first started, I wanted to help Anybody who was growing an online business with Facebook marketing, I started with being an expert in Facebook marketing. And so I created my first successful digital course to help people with Facebook marketing. And I got a bunch of people into my course. And then some people started asking questions about selling a physical product with Facebook. I had never sold a physical product. I have always been an online uh, product product marketer. And so, and by product, I mean programs, coaching services like that. And so it made me uncomfortable and nervous, quite honestly. And so I realized in that moment, I want to enjoy what I'm doing, enjoy who I'm teaching. I'm going to just serve those who have information products or services online. So the next time I marketed, I was very clear. This is not for someone who wants to sell a physical product online. I'm not your girl, but I can teach you X, Y, Z. And so with with online courses and info products. So that would have never happened if I didn't just get started. If you just think about your ideal audience, but you're scared to put yourself out there, you'll never develop them. Developing an audience takes years, but you just have to go by trial and error. Oh, this is so good. Like I said earlier, you're giving like gifts to people right now, because this is one of those things where people say, well, I don't know exactly who I want to serve. I kind of have an idea. And I just say, you got to get started somewhere. Like that's literally the motto around here is like, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere because like you said, you'll kind of figure out paths that, you know, you're like, Oh, I never thought about this one question that your audience brought up or that one piece of content outperformed everything else. Does that still happen to you where you're like, I spent hours and hours on this and it didn't perform well, but I spent 20 minutes on this and it just blew up. Yes. Yes. And it always kills me when like, I'll create some kind of amazing PDF and it gets some, some good traction. And then I post a picture of my dog and that gets like absolute traction. I'm like, what do you all want? Do you want to learn how to create a digital course? Or are you going to spend time with my dog? But yeah, you, you're always surprised even 12 years in about what moves the needle and what doesn't. And so it's all about trial and error and paying close attention. My dad always says when he would drop me off, 
off in grade school, it's better to listen than to talk. And we all as brands, personal brands, just want to talk, 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 talk. But if we just get quiet for a moment and pay attention to the questions they're asking, the struggles they're sharing, what's working for them, what's not, you will know what direction you want to go. But you've got to get quiet for a moment to really pay attention. Oh, this is so good. Well, on that note, I'm I'm actually thinking about the people that are listening that they've like kind of drawn a line in the sand and said, I want my podcast, whether they've just started, they're in the beginning stages. They're like, I want my podcast to be part of my online business, whether I'm doing affiliate promotions or I'm selling my own products and service. But the question I always get met with is when should I do that? Like, do, do I need to hit a certain number? Do I need to be doing it for so long? So I'm curious what your advice would be. I believe that you do not need a huge audience. You do not need thousands and thousands of downloads to start monetizing. And quite honestly, just like figuring out who your audience is, when you try some offers online, let's say you create your first digital course, your audience will help you shape that into something that you can continue to sell over and over again. So waiting to sell is not something that you have to do until your your podcast is a huge, big success on the top charts of business or whatever. I say get started sooner than you're comfortable with, because yet again, you will learn so much when you do. We got to start taking more action. Oh, this is so, so good. Like I'm just, we're in church. I'm saying preach it, Amy, (laughs) preach, because this is, I think like to all the people that they're hesitant about launching their podcast, like let's take it back. Not even from launching a course or a product, like just launching your podcast. Everyone gets this hesitation of, well, what if I'm just not ready? What if, what if it flops? What if nobody listens? What if nobody buys like all the things? So is there any advice as far as mindset goes to just getting it out there? Like it doesn't have to be a huge success right out of the gate. Actually, I want you to share the story of your very first course. Well, uh, that was a huge success, right? You sold, you know, billions of dollars. The very first course you did, right? right? I came out of the gate a huge success, let me tell you. No, no, no. So my first digital course, and mind you, I had helped, uh, I work for Tony Robbins in my corporate world. I had helped Tony create digital courses in our marketing department. So I was part of the experience. So I knew a little more than the average person. So before I taught digital courses, I created them for myself only. And I created my first digital course, looked at everyone else and thought, they're all making hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I should too. And I knew a little bit. So I was a little cocky, created my first digital course, put it out there in the world, basically crickets, hardly anyone bought. And by the time I closed the cart, I made a whopping $267. Now that's um, how much the course was. The course was actually 297, I think. So I didn't even make as much as one unit because when you extract what I paid for to get it done, it was a disaster. And the big thing is two things. Number one, it was a disaster because I didn't understand this concept I teach, which is the 10% edge, where whatever you teach, you want to be 10% ahead of those that are learning from you. Meaning you have a roadmap, you have a success track for you or your clients or for somebody else, and you could teach them how you got there. Well, my first course was how to launch a book using social media. I knew social media. I had never launched a book. I'm not really sure why I chose that topic, probably out of desperation of trying to figure something out. And so I didn't have the 10% rule, but also 
my my expectations were wildly unrealistic. I was just getting started. And Matt, I asked myself this often. Imagine if you said you weren't cut out for this, which I did tell myself. When that happened, I said, you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. This isn't going to work. You're going to have to go grovel back for your job. And thank God I did tell one person about my dreams, my husband, and he's like, no, 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 you're not going back. Let's get back out it and stop crying, basically. And so um, I say that because it's not necessarily the easiest thing I've ever done, but it has been the most rewarding thing. I would never trade it for the world, but definitely it wasn't the smoothest ride into success. Okay. This is so good to hear because I know so many people that have come to me. I mean, you are a hundred percent like a model in the podcasting space. Like I'll have people say, well, I just want Amy Porterfield's podcast. I want the way that it looks. I want the way that her show notes are and all these fantastic things. And I'm like, that's awesome. She's been doing this for a lot longer than you have. Yes. Yes. I remember when I first started and I couldn't get the traction with my podcast. And I remember asking a friend, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, this is a lot of work for no downloads. And I don't even remember the amount of downloads, but I do remember him saying, uh, how do you know if it's good or not? How do you know that your downloads are so terrible? Like that is so unfair for someone that's just starting out to look and think you're not doing good enough. And it, we all start from zero. I know it's so cliche, but gosh, we need to remember you started from zero. I started zero downloads. I didn't have a huge audience when I started my podcast, but both you and I have something in common. And that is we just keep chugging along. We keep posting every single week. We keep podcasting rain or shine. And that makes a world of difference. Most people won't. Yeah, this is so good. Consistency as, you know, uh, Amy and I were chatting before we started recording. I just got back from podcast movement and this was the underlying message of every single talk, every single presentation was consistency is key. And I know I've heard you preach this and I feel like it's the secret sauce to anything is just to keep showing up. And if something doesn't work, you pivot and you try something new and you just got to keep going because like you said, we all start somewhere. We all start at zero and we just got to keep going. But I actually, I I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I know what you're going to say. Whenever someone's getting started with their podcast, when should they start focusing on a little something called an email list? Is, is that something that they should do with their podcast or should they do that about. later? <laughs> so the best time to start growing your email list was yesterday. The best next time is today. So yes, I am a stickler for an email list. I think it, I know it's more powerful than social media. Social media is fickle. You don't own it. It comes and goes. The algorithm changes on the regular, but your email list is an asset you own. And here's what I always tell my students with email lists. If I was struggling with money, if something came up in our lives and we just needed to make money quickly, all I would need to do is to put together a simple offer, email my list, and I would have money by tomorrow morning. That is confidence right there. Confidence in your ability to make your business work. Now, am I going to be willy nilly about emailing just random promotions? No, but I know I always have that in my back pocket. 
Your email will make you money. Your email will also help you grow your email list. One of the things that how we use our email list is every single time we podcast, we email our entire list saying we have a new episode. When the week set for some reason that email doesn't go out because we've got something else going on, my downloads will go down. It definitely impacts my downloads. So your email list can help keep your podcast healthy as well, which I think is so important. Oh, this is really, really good. Cause I know people are listening and they're like, okay, I'm getting started with my podcast. I want to start doing my email list. So how would someone know if they're ready? They're like, I, Amy, I've heard of you. I know that you talk about digital courses. Is there a certain threshold that you would recommend for someone to be prepared to actually sell a digital course to their audience? So, you know, you're unique in the sense that you are talking to people about building a podcast, which is an audience. And so it's a very powerful audience. And so if someone comes to me and they have no audience, whether on a podcast or email list or social media, and they want to create a course, the first thing I'd say is let's start growing that audience. And one of the things I would say, and you know this, Crystal, is I'd say, have you thought about starting a podcast? Because I think (laughs) it's one of the most powerful ways to grow an audience and you can grow your email list with your podcast. So the threshold, usually if we're just talking about an email list, I typically say 250 people on your email list is a really good number to have before you float your first digital course out there. It's not the end all be all number, but it's, it's helpful to have someone to market to, but using your podcast in order to start growing your email list, that is like the number one thing you want to do. If you have a podcast, even with uh, just starting out with not as many downloads as you want. If you have a podcast and you're slowly starting to build your email list, I believe you're ready to create a digital course. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think that it's, I think it's so smart to not try to do both at the same time simultaneously because it's a lot. I'm not going to pretend that, you know, it's super simple to just throw your podcast up there and throw up a course and say, I'm just sitting back on, you know, sipping my margarita on a beach somewhere. Like (laughs) not how it happens. (laughs) I wish (laughs) we can both attest to that. Oh, wait, hang on. Amy is a spicy margarita girl. Yes, That's what spicy it is. Margarita. Spicy margarita <laughs> with Scout by her side for yes. sure. <laughs> but I just, I love that you're so transparent and letting people know that, you know, it's going to take hard work, but man, is it worth it? Like if I had to tell you today, say, Amy, I'm sorry, you're going to have to make a choice, either running your own business or going back to a J-O-B. What would I your answer be? <laughs> I would, I would take the hardest day of being an entrepreneur to the very best day of being in a nine to five job any day, any day over and over and over again. So it's just this opportunity that you're your own boss. No one telling you what to do, when to do it or how to do it. I don't know any better definition of freedom than that. And so I do believe that entrepreneurship gives that to you. Maybe not right away. Maybe it doesn't feel as free in the beginning, but I could promise you as you grow as an entrepreneur, it will. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good because I mean, in my own experience, like it hasn't always been rainbows and sunshine. I've, yeah. I've fallen down, but man, I get back up. I dust, oh, yeah, my, you do. I dust my bruises off, get a little ice, uh, you know, get, <laughs> and get back out there because it is at the end of the day. I mean, I, especially after what everybody's been through in the last 18 months, I just look at how the world is shifting towards having an online business and how it's even easier to really get some traction because people are looking, they're looking for other opportunities that are online. So if anybody's listening and they're like, 
well, you know, how can I learn from you, Amy? Like what, what's something that I could do to take that next step to get ready for a digital course? They're like, hang on, I'm not quite there yet, but I think that this is something that's down the line for me is, do you have anything that's coming up that would be of interest for them? I'm totally seeding this for you. (laughs) I love that you make this so easy for me. So I put together, I've spent hours and hours on this special free live training. It's a master class and it's called five mistakes most course creators make and what to do instead. And it's so perfect for your audience because we've been talking about the mistakes I've made and the mistakes you've made and how it definitely can be hard. But the greatest thing is if you learn from someone who's gone before you, you can totally sidestep some of the costly, time-consuming, stress-induced mistakes that most course creators make when they create their first course. So I'm going to share the five mistakes, the most common, like it is almost guaranteed you'll make them unless you know about them. And then I'm going to teach you what to do instead. So we're going to talk about growing that email list, but we're also going to talk about different recording styles with digital courses. We're going to get into more of how to choose a course topic that can be profitable for you. We're going to talk about the online marketing side of digital courses. We're getting into it all. And when people show up live, I do special bonuses and surprises and things they wouldn't expect. So it's a really fun live experience. So I encourage you guys to show up. Oh my gosh. I have a funny story to share with you because I actually, I was attending one of your trainings and I won a gift card because Amy is amazing (laughs) and gives out Amazon gift cards. And I don't remember exactly what it was in reference to, but I remember it was like, share something that was encouraging from someone in your family or something. And I remember I shared about my husband being supportive. Well, I won a gift card that allowed for me to buy my first like legit podcast mic. So I will never forget that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you, you basically have funded my, my whole like beginning of my online business. That gift card went toward a good mic. Like, come on. That's a good story. That makes me excited to keep doing gift cards because if they go to fueling entrepreneurial businesses, I'm all about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I have another question and I, I, I didn't prepare you for this one, but you're going to be excited. You're going (laughs) to laugh about it too. So if you have not seen pictures, I have a shirt that is infamous amongst the Amy Porterfield fanatics. And it is, if you're multitasking, come back to me. (laughs) (laughs) When you first, okay. So she had this shirt and she came to one of my live events. And when I saw it, I was like, I will love her forever. And the fact that you actually went out of your way to get this shirt, it was so perfect. And it is something I say all the time because I know people start listening and then they're typing over here. They're doing it. I'm like, come back to me. I've got something important to say. So yes, the shirt was epic. Oh my gosh. Well, I just want to know, do you remember the first time you said that? Cause it's a signature, like Amy Porterfield ism. I don't, I don't know. I just, it is. And I have no clue when I started <laughs> saying that, like no clue. And it like flows out. Sometimes I don't even want to say it and I can't, I can't hold it in. So yes, when you've been doing this so long, you start to say some, do you have something that you say a lot? Oh yes. I, so my signature thing is keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. And it is what we say in every episode, every YouTube video, because it is just synonymous with being an entrepreneur. Like even honestly, I started saying it because I was the one that needed to hear it. My audience was like, you're giving this message to us. It's on a silver platter. And I'm like, no, actually I said it because I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. And I needed that for myself. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think after we, if you've been doing this for a while, you're going to come up with your own for sure. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I have just three quick rapid fire questions. Okay. And the first one is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Ooh, I would say I do not. Yeah, I used to, but no right. longer. Yeah. What's one piece of advice you would give to a brand new podcaster? Just get started. Just do it. Oh, this is so Publish. Good. Get that podcast out there. This is so good. Okay. Then my last question, it's a two-part question. If you could interview anybody for your podcast, who would it be? And what is the dream podcast you would love to be on? Ooh. Okay. I would love to interview Shonda Rhimes. I would love it. You know, I'm a big, big fan. Love her. So that would be my favorite podcast ever. And then what podcast would I love to be on? Um, I would love to be, I mean, this is so cliche, but I listen to it all the time. Any Oprah podcast that she has, I would love. I mean, I can't help it. It's so cliche, but I love her interviews. Oh, oh, here's another one. Totally hands down a Brene Brown podcast. I love, I want her to be my best friend. I love her. So if she ever had me on her podcast, I'd pretty much lose my mind. Okay. So I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to try to make you jealous, but I am a little bit, uh, when Marie Forleo came to Houston, I got to talk to her in Brene Brown for like a hot second. I would say and it was incredible. you got to talk to Brene like in person. So they did a Q and a at the end That's and right. I was just like, ask a question, ask a question, ask a question. So I stood up there and I was like, well, who's the first person that you would speak to whenever you're done with your book. And they both kind of looked at each other because they're obviously best friends. And they're like, well, I would call Brene and I would call Marie. And I was oh, like, gosh, this is how I think I blacked out. I really don't even remember exactly what they said, but Uh, So fantastic. Awesome. But Amy, thank you so much. This is incredible. And when this episode goes live, everybody's going to get a chance to register for the masterclass. So do not wait. Like if you've never been to one of Amy's masterclasses, not only does she give out gift cards, but the information that you give so freely to this community. I mean, like I said, I've learned so much from your podcast. I'm a student of yours. Like I just drank the Amy Porterfield Kool-Aid. I'm a groupie guys. I'm a groupie. I have the shirt to prove it. (laughs) And I just want to say thank you so much for all that you do for anybody that's trying to start an online business. So I appreciate you being here today and thank you so much for hanging out with us. Well, thanks so much for having me. You are such a star student in our community. So for people to learn from you, it's like you're going to bring the best students into the community of digital courses. So thanks again for everything you do. Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So what did you think? Oh, it was so stinking good. I was just very grateful that I was able to have this full circle moment, this experience of being able to interview my mentor and I mean, I just, I think back to the beginning of this journey, you know, I have been podcasting since 2018 and then I had a one-on-one coach like session with Amy in 2019 that really changed everything for me. And I mean, I'm just so grateful to have found mentors in my life that have helped me make big decisions and to take a different perspective or look at things from a different viewpoint. That way I can see what's going to work best for me. 
Because the thing that I love about Amy is she doesn't just say it's my way or the highway. She says, here's a roadmap of like to have a successful journey in the online space. You can follow it to a T, which you know, thousands of her students have, and they've been able to have massive success with it. Or you can take an approach of what works best for you. Maybe you pick and choose a little bit here and there, and you're able to still have success that way. And that's really what I love about it. Because, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, we don't like to use the word rules, right? We like to use the word guidelines when it comes to podcasting and creating your online business. But I think that one of the rules should be you need to follow Amy Porterfield's. I know that was a total full circle cheesy moment, but it had to be said. It had to be said. So make sure you go to the show notes, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 290 to go check out Amy and go sign up for her free masterclass. If you're listening to this in real time, her masterclass, five little known mistakes most course creators make and what to do instead is open right now. The registration is open and it is happening September 21st and 22nd, 2021. So you don't want to miss it. Her live trainings are just, they're epic, y'all. They're so epic. I get so much every time I watch one of her live trainings, but I also like to see the mechanics of the whole process. Like, what does it look like whenever you register for her masterclass? And what, like, how does it operate whenever you're actually in there and you're interacting with her team? And it's just, it's always a fun experience. So I encourage you to join. There's going to be a link in the show notes, or you can go to crystalprofit.com forward slash Amy masterclass to register. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure, again, the show notes are crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 290. And make sure you are following Amy and staying up to date on all things course creation. But as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. Somewhere.